Blog Talk Radio. Mozart, 
The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they medulla they sharp. Man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! Peace, peace, peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Nodalex Radio. You are now rocking with the best. Yes, this is your host for the evening, the brother, Red Pin. Soon to be joined by the Blue Pill. Just give us one moment. We are all getting ourselves settled in. Uh, shout out to everybody that is joining us tonight on this wonderful episode Know the Ledge Radio. All right? We are definitely back in the building. Feels good to be home uh, where we belong. You know what I mean? Take you know, took a few days off last week. Uh, shout out to everybody that was hitting us up, tuning in, waiting for that show, waiting for follow ups, waiting for the word, you know, in regards to what's going on in the community. But um, that's what tonight will be just a follow up on all of the festivities that have been taking place in our illustrious, industrious community. All right? Give me one moment. I'm going to open up your line, Blue Pill. If you are in the building, I just have to go online and uh, just get the chat room up. But in the meantime, between time, fam, while y'all wait for me to open up the chat room, do me a huge favor, if you don't mind, and that is to go to, um, whatchamacallit, your social networks, whether it's Facebook or uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and uh, to my knowledge, there's a whole bunch of other new platforms that are out there. So if you're part of those platforms, do me a solid and share the show on your network. We don't do a whole lot when it comes to the social media advertising for these shows. I don't know why, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? It's just word of mouth at this point, you know what I mean? We put them out there, we let the family know we're here, and um, we just let it go from there. Brother Blue Pill, are you in the building with us? Your phone sounds crazy. I don't know if it's just me, but from my vantage point, it should sound retarded. Is it choppy? Wanna... What is it going, in and out? It's choppy. Slow down. It's going in and out. It's okay. going in and out. This All is right, a follow-up show. Oh. This is a continuation. Um, you know, it's not a follow-up. It's a continuation. Does it sound better? I took the earphones out. 
a little bit. Still has like right. you know thoracic of the chats like that. All right, the chat room is open, family. Uh, yes. If yeah, let me know via the chat room if the audio coming from the host phone that that would be my phone. Let me know if it's choppy or not, and I will take all of the precautionary measures to make sure that we have a clear audio. All right. Yeah. What's the excuse for your audio? You sound kind of outside. Is everything okay? I got I got three percent of my phone left. I was in a cab. Uh, it just ran a light, and we almost got hit by a tow truck. Awesome. All right. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Do your thing. I'm having a Mars right now. If anybody knows what that's about. So you know, talk to the people. Find out what's going on with uh your audio quality. And tell the people when the facts is coming, because that's what they want to know. All right. All right, family. For those who are interested in an um, update with the facts initiative, I am definitely proud and happy to announce that um, we have some major news. We have um, acquired a partner, someone who is going to bring um, a level of productivity, business acumen, and other things to the table that we need to move this machine in the direction that it's needed to move in. Um, We're going to make that announcement this week. It's not going to be tonight. Uh, Maybe through a live stream or maybe through a newsletter. All of the brothers and sisters who went to facts.instapage.com to sign up for the free webinar. The webinar is definitely on its way. Like I said, I did not want to do a webinar. Hold on a minute. The webinar will be launching, but what we don't want to do is we do not want to do it in a preliminary manner we don't want to jump out the, the window before everything is correct. So one of our brothers who were, who was working with me decided that um, he wanted to play a bigger role. We talked about it. We worked everything out, and the brother's definitely on board. It's going to benefit the collective, as I said. It's going to help us with our negotiations. It's going to help us with the technology, with advancing the technology. And to be honest with you, um, there may – um, definitely be a small delay in everything taking place. There may even be, um, there's talks about doing a tour over the summer in the major states, similar to how Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are stumping their campaigning. We have an initiative in front of us, family, that is not only solution-based, is dealing with economics, is dealing with businesses, is dealing with allowing the network that we all belong to to strengthen the business by tapping into the resources that surround us, all right? And um, I feel that the 30,000 membership that we're looking forward in order to make this machine work, we could get that if we go and campaign and stump and pop up in these cities and whatnot and talk to the people 
face-to-face, eye-to-eye, rather than through a live stream or over the radio where some people have trust issues because they want to touch you, they want to ask you questions, they want to look in your eyes, they want to know that you're sincere. I have no problem with that. I like to hold the babies and kiss them. So we're going to keep the family updated as to what's going to be taking place with that aspect of the SACS initiative. Now, on a side note or sidebar, and this has something directly to do with the SACS initiative, um, some very good news. We were offered yesterday uh, in Harlem, New York City, USA, we were offered the opportunity to move into a brick-and-mortar storefront. Now, not the whole store. I don't want to. I don't want to um, give the impression that we'll be inside of a whole store, and the whole store will be ours, and we'll be controlling everything that takes place inside of the storefront. What I'm saying is, similar to if one of us were given the opportunity to open up a storefront inside of a flea market or a kiosk inside of a mall, we were offered the opportunity to have a small kiosk inside of a jewelry sneaker store that's inside of this right there on 125th Street that services the community that has, you know, a lot of people that come in and out of these stores. Now, what we would be doing, we would be setting up shop for Nodaledge, I mean, Kings County, Clothiers, ApparelNormal.com, as well as Nodaledge Media, Nodaledge Radio, and also Nodaledge University. What does that mean? What that means is through Kings County Clothier, you'll have the comedic Moorish gear, the conscious gear. Through Apparel Normal, you'll have the gear that deals with more of the futuristic, Afrofuturism aspect, you know, the symbols um, and things of that nature. You also so have the Moorish. Futurism. Shit is like calling All right. Black Lives Matter. Don't do that. All right. Just, I know, bro, you know what I'm doing. So, Instead of interjecting, just clear it up and give them a, a, a term that they can identify your clothing as. Because I'm I'm not sure what it's identified as. Okay. Can't give them a term. Yeah. It's it's dealing with our cosmic right origins. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. just our, it's just futurism. But don't brand it with right. the Afrofuturism. That's that weird shit. Don't call it that. Thank you. That's all right. right. Futurism and. Right. We'll also have aspects of my power pieces because a lot of the family are interested in the jewelry. Um, our brother Copper Child with the hats. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the crowns because the brother deals with crowns. He's bringing back, not dealing with hats. As you can see, the um, the gear that the brothers in Harlem have been wearing, those will be identified as crowns. Um the My Power pieces, there is uh, some beautiful jewelry that has hit the market that we want to share with the family and um, allow the family the opportunity to buy both retail and wholesale. And what it also will do is it will afford us the opportunity to begin to wholesale to the family. It will ha- it'll afford us the opportunity to hire other people, individuals, give them job opportunities because red and the blue, I can't sit on 125th Street seven days out of the week, five days out of the week. There's so many things that are taking place right now, and we have to motivate. We have to move around. We have to navigate. We have to deal with the initiative. We have to deal with the music. We have to deal with the clothing, the wholesale. We have to deal with the health. We have to deal with the wealth. 
economics and self-empowerment. So that's going to have us moving around the 50 states and also across the board, across the pond. So in that instance, we can have a sister, one of our beautiful sisters in the community, one of our beautiful brothers in the community to hold down the fort, sell the, um, the merchandise to the people to come through. And for the family that visits Harlem as a tourist attraction and want to get plugged in with the consciousness, to be honest with you, we do need a brick and mortar. You know, uh, Sarnetta only comes out one day of the week, and that's Saturday. You cannot find a brother on 125th Street any other day unless, I guess, in the summertime, maybe that there may be an exception. But now you won't find a brother out there. Um, Sutek is not out there with his clothing line anymore. Um Kings County Clothier, we're not out there seven days of the week. Most of the time we're out there Saturday. Blue Pill is not out there. So to be honest with you, we need a storefront. We need a location, a brick-and-mortar location where we could go to and get customized clothing. We could get these brands that we're becoming familiar with via the videos and the viral and whatnot, and I want that to happen. Now, this is the caveat. We are going to start a crowdfunding campaign. Why are we starting a crowdfunding campaign? We are starting a crowdfunding campaign because we want to move into the spot next week, and we want to be able to have a cushion. We don't want to move into somewhere where we have to struggle to pay the bills. We have to, you know, uh, uh, look over our shoulders because we don't know if somebody's going to come and kick us. No, we don't want to deal with the stress that a lot of small businesses have been dealing with. So we're going to look towards the community because this is a community project. It's going to benefit the community. And we feel that the brothers and sisters that are in the community that belong to the network who are creators themselves and who have brands and have merchandise and products, they will also benefit off of the fact that we have a brick and mortar inside of Harlem that we're going to yeah. open up to other designers. I read comments, you know, and a lot of people that are very opinionated, and I, I guess I'm talking about 99% of the people, for that matter, they always say, damn, when are not going to get a brick and mortar? Shit, it's brutal winters in New York. It's 30 degrees outside. Y'all out there selling T-shirts? So for those with the opinions, those that seem to be so opinionated, this is an opportunity to have something in Harlem that you could finally call your own because guess what, family? After the lectures, after the debates, after the once-a-week meetings at the National Black, there's nowhere else on 125th Street that you can go and you can find your RBG Shea Butter, Morris Fezzes, Flags, Black Power DVDs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wabi and yeah, that's scripts. Not, that's not uh, uh, polite yeah. books. None of okay. these things that have become the hallmarks of our burgeoning, Movement. growing community, none of these things can be found in the epicenter, quote-unquote, black, Moorish consciousness, however you want to spin it or call it. Right? The vein of commerce that runs through. I told you about the Daily News article. I'm going to have to find it where they said the number one commercial vein in New York and thus the world for that matter. This is the empire. The number one commercial vein in New York 
is 125th Street. Okay? They don't have businesses from river to river on 125th Street. They're talking about a five-block radius, all right, yes. where people are coming and spending millions of dollars, most of it on sneakers, okay? Most of it on footwear. Mm-hmm. They, what I'm saying? One of the benefits. They don't have a Macy's on 125th. They don't have a Macy's on 125th Street, family. They got Jimmy Jazz and Dr. J's. They do their numbers from sunup to sundown. So based on them tallying up how much these small stores are doing, they said that's the main commercial artery. Yeah, not Madison Avenue. Not Fifth Madison, Avenue. not Fifth Avenue, mm-hmm. not Broadway. They said 125th Street. So when are we going to put our flag down and have a place that we could call our own? As there are, like I said, there's a burgeoning, a burgeoning uprising of entrepreneurs amongst the network, state to state, brothers and sisters that are coming with incredible creations and their own designs. How mm-hmm. they will want their stuff stolen in Harlem. You will want yes. to be able to come to Harlem and buy their stuff. So why not participate, right? And let's put our coins together. It don't even got to be our dollars. Our coins together is support this initiative. You feel me? So we can finally kickstart what it is that we're talking about from a smaller scale then you can see what it will be on a larger scale as we replicate these models city to city, state to state, all right? But we do have our guests in the building, so, um, yeah, I, I will let you, you know what I'm saying, tell the people what they need to do in regards to what it is that you're proposing to them, and we'll follow through. Thank you, brother. Um, I'm going to drop a link in the chat room for the crowdfunding family. Uh, we're going to, we're going to aim for $5,000. The reason why we're going to aim for $5,000 is we want to pay at least two months to three months rent ahead of time. You feel me? For a cushion. We also want to deal with inventory. We also want to beautify the area. So all of our ornaments, everything that we need in order to entice the brother who comes into the store to buy a $300 pair of sneakers or a $5,000 chain or, you know, a ring, we want to be able to entice that customer to pay attention to the clothing line and to the products and the brand store. We also want to appeal to our family who is coming out of town, who's visiting New York City or Harlem for that matter, and they want to get in touch with um, the pills or they want to get in touch with the conscious community, you know, you want a certain level of ambiance. You don't want rinky-dink, run-down, beat-up, you know, uh, poverty-minded displays and things of that nature. So everything that we'll be doing will be going into, you know, product, uh, displays, presentation, and all things that small businesses need to survive. Payroll, um, you know, hang tags, you know what I'm saying, a web presence. Small things, and I think that I'm lowballing with the 5000 but I'm being modest at the end of the day. We're actually going to match the first $1,000 with our own $1,000, and then we'll see where we go from there. I'm, on, I, I'm looking to move in there next week, family. 
So I'll be dropping the link in the chat room. We look for, we thank you in advance, you know what I'm saying, for your support. We, we're not known for doing that. We don't run around shaking cups. But this is the time. You know, the, the ancestors are working in mysterious ways. Moors is on, you know, it's, it's a good day for the Moors to be illustrious and industrious. So now it's time to put our fiat, our money, our currency where our mouth is. So let's get into the show tonight. Without any further ado, KTL Radio presents the origins of the African slave trade featuring Sharif Anil Bey. Join us tonight as we are joined by Sheikh Sharif Anil Bey, who will reveal how the origin of the transatlantic slave trade is Moorish history. The brother will also be doing some much-needed fact-checking to claims and points made by Brother Reggie during their debate that took place April 10th. Tune in tonight. Bring your pad and pen. Class is in session. And without any further ado, we want to introduce to the family caller from the 315-395. Peace. So welcome to Nola Legend Radio. Islam. Peace, peace, peace. Islam. Islam, brother. Peace. Peace. All right. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you all. I got to tell you all. You all got... One minute. One minute. We got to... We have to give you your entry. <laughs> yes, sir. sir. Indeed. A soldier salute. Yes, sir. No doubt. Yo, listen. I got to, I mean, Northern Ledge Radio has a crazy following, but I got to tell you, you all got a surge in the following now after that interview, the post-debate interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You all got a lot. <laughs> you got a lot of people talking about that video right there, man. You know, uh, a lot. You know, and it's I think it's significant, you know, especially in light of the current spinning of that yeah um um, from what I understand that that interview spurned some attacks and everything, so I know that it was good because it it definitely uh it stirred a lot of pots around the place so so um it, you know it, yeah. it's, there's a saying, you know, there's a saying in, 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 in the Chinese community. They say that the half bucket, you know, the half full bucket makes loud splashing noises, but the full bucket remains silent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's sick right there. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, again, you know, salute to you brothers for the work you do. Salute for being uncompromising when it comes to truth and honesty, you know what I mean, and gratitude from Ali's men, you know, and Morris America, you know, for the stance you all take. You know, we respect it. And it's honest, you know what I mean? You know, you brothers are not connected to a temple, you know, and, and the temple, I just want to put this out there as far as the Morris Science Temple of America. You know, regardless of how people may feel about religion or whatever, it is an absolute fact, as, as deplorable as certain things are in our communities, it's an absolute fact that the church, and Morristown Civil America ain't no church, but the church still remains a, a hub for community. And regardless to people's feelings and emotions about religion, they need, to look, they need to step outside of their emotions and take a scientific look at it from the outside of their emotions and go, well, why is that? You know, it's too easy to dismiss it and say, oh, well, they're pushing the Europeans' religion. And they're, okay, fine. You know, what they need to look at is how they were to generate economics, how they were to build an economy, how mm-hmm. an organization generates community. 
And that's the purpose of the Moorish Science Temple of America as it relates to the Moorish Divine National Movement. The movement is larger and broader in scope. And this is 2016, not 1928, when the the community was the Moorish Science Temple of America. You you see what I'm saying? Yes. Can I ask you an honest question? And Go ahead. If, if this is internal information and you don't want to share it online, you can tell me, bro, yeah, you know, talk about it often. But I, we are not part of a temple. So right. I, I'm sure that there are internal things and there are conversations that take place that we're not privy to, understood. Right. After this debate or leading up to it or around the time of it, you know what I'm saying, was there an honest assessment, honest internal assessment taken where, you know, people that are members of the temple, people that are in leadership positions of the temple say, you know what, we we, we really might need some sort of, uh, you know, community outreach programs implemented, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There, there, might, there might be something that we need to do to reintegrate ourselves into the community in regards to a presence yeah. and not only them seeing pheasants, but a feeling we're like, yeah. wow, there, you know, there is an undeniable presence, you know what I'm saying? Like how the nation used to patrol neighborhoods. We know about the X-Men, you know what I'm sure. saying? That's right. We, 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 we know about the tangible results that these brothers have attributed to them when they put foot, feet on the ground and they still are living off of that hype. Yes, sir. You know, absolutely. At some point, at some point, did this, did this debate, this challenge, did it wake up a sleeping element of the temple where they're like, "Look, why stop here? Let's mm. put, you know, ten toes on the ground and really do some things." You feel me? Because obviously, they see it's up for grabs. Right. Well, let I me answer that. I want to. I want Bernie, Bernie, Bernie supporters is doing it in Harlem. So they got And I want to be very honest. I want to be very candid. About it. You know, yes, please. That it's nothing that I, you know, I, I'm sworn to not speak about or whatever. Um, and 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 again, it's 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 human weakness, bro. It, it's human weakness. Inside the temple, outside the temple, we're all still human beings. You know what I mean? And so yes. what you have in the temple, you know, which is not hard to see on the outside. It's not hard to see. What you have in the temple is people, you know, you have both sides. You have people that feel exactly how you feel. Like, wait a minute, where are you? We need, we need to see you. You know what I mean? We need, you need to be tangible, you know. And then you have others. That are like, well, hey, we've been doing it this way for so long. This is the way to do it. We really don't want to change. You see what I'm saying? And so right. those ones don't necessarily see. And I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be very candid. They don't. Not only do they not necessarily see the value of being present and accounted for in the community the way the prophet was. Yes. You know, but it's not, it's not even just they don't see the value in that. Honestly, brother, they wouldn't know how to handle it. And they know they wouldn't. They mm. feel not that not, and this may not necessarily be true, but they feel that they're ill-equipped. They will never admit that, but they feel on the inside that they're ill-equipped to deal with the public. You, you know what I admit, brother? I'm a, as a matter of fact, let me take a quick departure. See, even though see, we feel as as you all saw April 10th, 
we feel different. We're that you know we're the we're the young ones that are like nah. You know, the the, the public has to see this. The back of our questionnaire says to propagate the faith and extend the learning and truth of the great prophet of Ali in America. It means get out there and you know as you put it, ten toes on the ground, lace your boots up, you know, hit the street. So we feel that way. But I got to be honest with you. I can respect to a degree the the position of a lot of the elders and those that are like nah 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 chill. I'm going to tell you why. You all saw it. This information is so, you know, how can I put it, paradigm shifting mm-hmm. that we thought we saw it shake up the paradigms of the people that were that were against it right there in the room. It wasn't so much, oh, wow, he smoked Reggie in the first round. It was more of you know, he just snatched what we thought to be an identity from us. And that, that's unnerving, you know, that, that, that can cause panic. You know, when you take away, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. No, I said it can. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, the emperor so, has no clothes. Yeah. You hit it right on the nose. And so we learned a very valuable lesson at night. We cracked a couple atoms and our ability to harness the energy and turn it into useful energy was tested. <laughs> and it almost got away from us. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's one thing. And, and so it's one thing. I'll put it like this. It's one thing to have that six hour P220, you know, you know, pistol in your hand to know the specs, to know the feet per second that the bullet travels, to know the load it carries, to know maximum effective range, to know, you know, the zero sighted, all that other stuff. It's another thing altogether to feel the kick when you squeeze the trigger. You know what I mean? And, and, and so we were preparing for that day. You, you, you know what I'm saying? But then, you know, we pull, you pull the trigger. It's a whole different story. It's like, oh, wow. These people yes. look like they really lost their minds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, my God, they lost their minds. You know what I mean? Right. And so it, it, that was deep. And, and um, so, so I say that to say this, as far as your question what we did shook up a lot. Of, I mean, you know, I'll put it like this. There was opposition. We had opposition inside the temple. We had opposition from leadership inside the temple, like real opposition, real, right, up in, right up until the event and even shortly after. But right. you can't ring the bell. It's one of those things where we took, a, we, we took a risk, but we determined that the risk to ourselves was worth the uh, more than worth the result if we were to succeed. And the result is that all of Moorish America is reinvigorated and revitalized, and those on the outside of Moorish America now are looking and saying maybe they may have something. You know? Indeed. Yes. And, 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 and that was the purpose right there. So it was, we figured, well, whatever hit we take, if we're, if we're successful, we'll take that hit because everybody's going to benefit. And it's one of those situations with the elders or those, not even all the elders, because we had a lot of elders that supported us, but those that didn't support, they're now in the position to go, wow, look at the result. We've got people, more people inquiring, more people want to come to the temple, more people want to learn about this thing. Wow. In one event. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this out there. there was, um, we had like 100 plus, you know, mores that showed up. So... You know, a couple of detractors were like, wow, you know, well, that money that y'all paid at the end of the day, Sonetta won because he got all the money. 
that money you all could have paid, it could have went to the temples. You know, that's 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 three thousand dollars. Well, check, this is what I this is what I this is this is what I, this is my response to that, right? The objective wasn't, as I've been saying from the door, the objective wasn't to go after Reggie. No disrespect, but who knows him? You see what I'm saying? So it wasn't to go after Reggie. First, first of all, he called us out. The objective was to present the prophet's program and to present the prophet's teaching in a concise and responsible way. And we're doing it with an audience that was previously untapped by us. Right. So we're exposing an entirely new audience to this thing. That right. was the purpose. And sure. as a result, to revitalize Moorish America, right? And so right. normally when you do that, when we say propagate and extend the faith and all this stuff, well, how is that done in 2016? It's called PR. Marketing. Yes, marketing. There you go, bro. Correct. It's a marketing course, yeah. I, if I want to, if I want to make a big splash, what do I do? Like, if I got the money like that, if, I make a higher, a higher splurge. If Charlemagne yeah. said, "I need five racks to get on the Breakfast Club," the temple's not going to draw five racks for you to go up in there with with mm-hmm. a Morris, um, quote unquote, like city business plan. Mm-hmm. You're going to put that bread up, and you're going to go, and you're going to propagate your message to millions, and you, and, and 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 the equivalent to that is having the debate in its entirety on YouTube. Now it's Correct. available for viewership in perpetuity Correct. by millions. Correct. Correct. So, Do you know the, how the, many the, people... The, I'm sorry. Do you know how many yes. people tune in for your live stream? <laughs> are you aware <laughs> that, that of the was, numbers? Yes. Are you, yeah. Are you, are you, you fully told me, aware? You, you all told me. I just saw it. What was it? It was yesterday, I believe. Or Monday, so I never made it go live. Mm. But the numbers that he had on the video were, it went private, the, the, I guess, the night after the debate, the night of the debate. But the numbers were still logged in. So when, wow. he went, when it went live and I looked at it, it was at 16,000. This wasn't That's an right. upload. This wasn't an upload of a new video. You know, when you upload a count. Right. This was a continuance. Yeah. Wow. This was a continuation of the number count of the people who tuned in in the live stream. It's crazy. It was being watched globally. So the demonstration in its entirety, yes. the, the, like you said, the risk-taking aspect of, yes. you know, saying to myself, we are the Moorish American movement. We are in the ninth inning. We are in the fourth quarter. You feel right. me? Right. We're down. Yes. We're down. We're, we're, if we're honest with ourselves, we're down. Right. There's yes. a rookie dunking on us. He's dunked on us. For three quarters already, we're looking bad to the people that's like, damn, they that sweet that they brought the rookie in the dunk on them? Mm. So people are getting they suit-fitted, <laughs> you know, they airbnb and you know what I mean? They're getting the Airbnb, you know, to come right. and celebrate post-victory, you know, <laughs> people are booking flights, you know what I'm saying? You know, they, they, they're getting ready to, to, to take the flag, like how they went against the Confederate. They're going to go up to the Red Star with the green flag. They were going to spark the campaign, right? right? 
Yes. I mean, you know, and then right in the fourth, right in the right in, right when it really mattered the most, because keep in mind, it is not how you start the race, family. It is always how you finish it. Don't ever in your life. This is a short. This is this whole this whole sojourn is a lesson for those who have properly been prepared through studying either self, studying those around you, studying this movement, studying the history, the past, you'll be able to see the lesson in this whole thing. So if you were paying attention, you were like, yo, the Moors are basically, this This is it. If they lose this one, you know, because what is it, the rule, blue play and smack URL, is it not 3-0? and 3-0. and Reload. That's right. Once you get three and old, like there's battle rappers that could go in and they do two one, or it's real close. Sometimes it's a draw. You get a call back. You could come back and clean up again. But if you get three and old, if you get three and old in the league, nobody ever wants to hear from you ever. Fact. <laughs> Shit buried. Never. Never. Yes. You feel me? Like I'm confident. That everybody who comes out of Harry Rosenberg camp will get three and zero. It's off to the it's off to the glue factory after that. Finish him. That's when he's banging on fatality. So he comes in there with the fucking with the hook claw. You know, it's done. So Lord Abba, Eileen yeah. Bay, you was at two and zero. Right. I'm talking. I'm talking Game of Thrones. I'm talking Stark's head on the fucking pike. You understand me? Like brutal <laughs> shit. That's what happened. Like brutality. I'm talking about Jon Snow. I'm talking about the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones where they killed him and his baby mama. All that. Just barbarism, gothic shit. I'm talking Inquisition. I'm talking tar feathers, boiled, all the tars and everything, skin falling off. Shit like that was going on. And here you come. Right. Right. And you, you break the bank. You bring the numbers yeah. out that have, have been spoken about but never been seen in that in that, in mm. that room, never saw that amount of moors ever since the heydays of the moors pre-Aleem. Is that a fact, Blue Pill? That's fact. That threshold, Facts. that door did not register that many fences for almost 10 years, bro. Mm-hmm. What did we get on this show and tell you, not tell you, but share with you and just in an advisory manner? Brother yes. man, if you're going to come to Harlem, okay, and you want to leave with your fez on, all right, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to turn the shit into the red wedding, because they could have turned into that. When the door closed, they start playing the exit music. The, the children start leaving, and then the dog's lock, Herman Smalls and them hold the door down, and you and those three fences that showed up could have never left. And niggas would have seen it on live stream. Like it was HBO now. Right? Right. But the right. army showed up. The army showed up. And oh, numbers yeah. that had been spoken. It was rumors about the Moors. It was, it was rumors that they existed. You cannot blame the people. The people are not at fault in their aversion towards a group that was in name only. Right. 
Right. And let then me, the let me say this. Yeah. Yes. You know, um, I was upset the community didn't show for Reggie, you know. Correct. Because, again, like you said, and I will reiterate, this is not about, this has never been about Reggie Bastion. I, I, I admire his tenacity. I admire his bravery. Yes. I admire yes. his love for what he considers to be his doctrine and his teachers. I Correct. Just think that, just like I told him in the very beginning, I just think that there was a misunderstanding and we would have been able to benefit more from dialogue off camera, you know, yep. because there's just little tangible pieces that was missing that I could hear in this conversation that I was like, well, maybe if we fill in this piece and bridge this over there, then you can see the transition more fluidly, you know, and I yes. think that our community has been kind of sabotaged by this Donald Trumpist ideology. You know, there's a lot of black Republicans that are running around. So same way mm-hmm. that Trump feels about Muslims and Mexicans is the same way that people in our community feel about Muslims and Mexicans. Mm. And that, that ideology has somewhat overridden the community where they're not trying to hear the historical accounts of why things are the way that they are. And that's what we're going to do tonight. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We're going to get the opportunity that we missed so we can stop the Islamophobia and we can stop sounding like Donald Trump because just like (laughs) his fire and light has burnt out, the black Republicans' fire and light is burning out as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I, I felt upset that he was representing something that's supposed to stand for strength, and those brothers didn't choose to stand with him at that time. And it was the second time I saw them abandon him. Wow. Now, mm. with, with me, that's not cool. You feel me? Wow. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, even if you don't agree with your brother, hold your brother down. That's right. Those are supposed to be the rules. And that's right. That community has been in question for a long time about not holding their brothers down. Right. And I can run through the list of examples, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but right. these are the people that are talking about militancy. You know what I'm saying? Militancy is an outgrowth from the military. And the military rule is we don't leave no one behind. That's right. No one. Okay? No one. That's right. You can have your leg blown off, your arm blown off. We still coming to get you. You could be a POW. We're still not going to give up. Facts. Adrian released one forty four years. He was POW for forty four years. They still went and got it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. what, what, what is all of this? Exactly. Like where, where where was the attendance? Where was the camaraderie? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I saw people that was part of his circle and his study group showing up two hours late. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be there from the door holding that man down. He only had two security. Right. It just wasn't to balance it out, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't a good look because again, this is not about overbearing personalities and, and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Making one thing look lopsided over the other thing. No. This was a honest inquiry truth and you know just shaving off some edges that need to be removed so you get you know a smoother aspect of what you're looking at right you feel me 
That's, that's right. what mm-hmm. this was. And, and, and it shouldn't have been treated as anything other than that. And like I said prior to this, and I continue to say, we we thank the brother for opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, for this mm-hmm. conversation to take place and for these facts to be brought forth. So I want Correct. you to, um, you know, do what you didn't get a chance to do during the debate, and that is get into the entirety of your presentation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And um, one of the most telling parts of it is dealing with, like you said, the historical account of just yes. exactly what took place in the transatlantic slave trade. Correct. Correct. And we even need to talk about not only what led up to it, but what took place during it at some point. Because mm. we're dealing with these issues in the community right now, people are talking about molestation and rape. Right. And these are conversations that, because we haven't been honest enough with ourselves to talk about what may or what may have not taken place even during the transatlantic slave trade or prior to it, okay, when the Moors were on the other side. Right. You know, what what, what are these abuses arising from, arising from, should I say? Do we have historical accounts? Do we understand the nature of epigenomes where certain Mm. things show up seven generations later? You know what I'm saying? Are we living in the shadow of that time? All children of rape. <laughs> okay? Yo, you bring up some powerful, you know, some some powerful points, you know, especially the whole epigenetics thing. It's crazy, mm-hmm. you know. But let me start with, I, I, yes. I, I, I just shot you, I shot both of you something that if you see it in your Facebook inbox, you know, you yes, place it in, it in the chat. Yeah, place it in the chat. You know, and it really just comes down to it comes down to a a purposeful miseducation, and and you know it, that's all. You know, the 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 conscious community is so they they believe that consciousness is an information smorgasbord. Oh, you just kick some, kick a whole bunch of information to me. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, see, he did something. No disrespect, no disrespect when I say this, but it's the 2016 non-church equivalent of Reverend Chickenfoot doing a lot of jumping up and down and singing behind the pulpit, and then people leave, and they're excited. And it's like, hmm. oh, well, what did he say? I don't know, but he showed I don't know. Preach. You know what I'm saying? And, and there Man. you go. Yeah, like like in and, 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 and in other words, if it's not immediately useful and relevant to you today, what is the point? You know what I mean? And so w- when you look at, you know, what I sent you, and it's written, you know, let me let me speak to it right now. Um there are four documents. Okay? Four do- well, there's actually more than four. I think I listed um one, two, three, four five, six of them, but there are four main ones, okay, four main ones, and these are, these are Roman Catholic documents. They're like, they're like the ancient Roman Catholic equivalent to an, a presidential executive order, right? We've heard the term, they're, they're, they're papal bulls. That's what they are, right? Okay. okay, the first one, the first one, and, you know, very important, is called Ilius Quise Pro Divini. That's what it's called, Ilius Qui for short. Written in 1442, 
It authorized Henry of Portugal's crusade against the Moors. Now, of course, there's, you know, there, there's more to it than that. You know, it, what it did is it licensed, listen close, it licensed the Portuguese raids on the West African coast as a continuance of the crusades. And it granted full remission of sins to, those, to any of those that took part in expeditions against the Moors. That's this, in other words, this began the, the 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 customary transition of Africans, African inhabitants that were Moors, but there were specific African inhabitants, those that were in Spain, those that were that that the church was fighting against. See what I'm saying? And so these particular African inhabitants were targeted. And this particular papal bull began the um, the narrative of or the transition of seeing them not as prisoners of war in a war, but as chattel human property. You see, this is this began it. The second one, um, Romanus Pontifex, and also two dumb diversus, dumb diversus. In 1452, continued the whole thing with Ilias Qui. It reduced Moors, Moorish POWs, and non-European Christians to perpetual slavery. Or no, I'm sorry, let me take that back. Not non-European Christians, non-European, um, what they would call heathens. In other words, you weren't Christianized to perpetual slavery. In other words, this is denationalization. You don't belong to no nation. No one will answer for you. This began the era of we're going to switch you up on the books. Right. So this is the papal bull to authorize them coming over here because yes. initially they don't talk about the slave trade. It started from them sending, sending indigenous people from this landmass over to Europe. Uh, yes. Correct, bro. Along that, with the national resource, natural resources. Correct. Give them the initial wealth. Look at look continue. at Jack D. Forbes. Jack D. Forbes' book, Africans and Native Americans, by Jack D. Forbes. Excellent resource on what you just spoke of. You know what a lot of people don't know here, and especially our people, is that native, you know, quote unquote, Native Americans were snatched from the Americas and sold in Spain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. And that was going on before 1555, 1619, you know? Now, let me continue because it, it, gets, it gets even more interesting. Um, Intercaterra in 1456, right? This confirmed Romanus Pontifex, and it gave the Portuguese Order of Christ authority over all lands acquired or to be acquired. And it divided these lands between Spain and Portugal. It, you know, it drew demarcation lines. You know, Spain is this, Portugal is that, right? Why is this significant? This, and then, you know, this began the whole what they call age of discovery, age of discovery or the doctrine of discovery with the Roman, with, you know, Roman Catholicism. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff, all of this, so that's why to this day, you know, we know we know full well, man. Christopher Columbus didn't discover nothing new. We know that. Christopher Columbus, but this is, right? Yeah. But we discovered. 
Right, exactly. What they were authorized to do via Romanus Pontifex and Enochatera, what they were doing was since they had the Moors, you know, backpedaling, we're going to now hunt them down and sell them. We're going to denationalize them and sell them across the Atlantic. And on top of that, we're going to go take possession of their former territories. And that included the Americas. Mm. And they divided it up. See, we, we, this isn't, this isn't, you know, innuendo. This isn't we're extrapolating. This isn't reaching. This is exactly what the documents say. You see, this is what mm-hmm. the documents say. So the whole entire transatlantic slave trade. The entire transatlantic slave trade and the doctrine of discovery where the Europeans started to go into the interior of the African continent and to the Americas, all of it directly ties. It it is the transatlantic slave trade. It is the beginnings of the transatlantic slave trade. Now, there's some people that will say all of these people were not Moors. Correct. But now I'm going to take it to a street level. I'm going to take it to a street level. If I wear a red rag, Right, and my hood mm-hmm. is a red hood, and you and, and and I'm banging, and you know we and, and the blue is banging against me, or ba- against my hood, right? Yeah. What happens? You know, you catch me slipping, boom, you got me. But now you got a neutral in in my hood. He's neutral. He's neutral, but he's in my hood. What can happen to him? We already know. He's in the hood. Mm-hmm. He could get it. Yeah. He's gonna get it he, he could get it. He could get it too. And that's right. what happened. I mean, sorry to say, but that's what happened. So you had other African inhabitants that would not or would not necessarily connect politically to the Moroccan Empire, but guess what? They were in Moorish controlled dominions. All the way up until seventeen eighty six we know this. These were Moorish dominions. Why? Because when you look at the beginnings or, or, or the heading on the Treaty of Peace and Friendship between Morocco and the United States, right? Sidi Mohammed, Emperor of Morocco, is listed as em- ruler of, Emperor of Morocco and ruler of all West Africa. There you go. Mm-hmm. Again, Damn, that, it's, it's, it's just what it is. It, it, again, so there is no denying if you. In other words, you can't talk about the transatlantic slave trade in, intelligently without knowing these documents. And if, and if you know these documents, then you know that the transatlantic slave trade involving African inhabitants is Moorish history, plain and simple. So when Noble Drew Ali said, why are we Moorish Americans? Because we're descendants of Moroccans and born in America. There you go. It's pretty simple. Even so, that, now, here's the crazy part. Ho, ho, I want you to hold your question. Let me say this real quick because I want to hear your question. So even those that would say, yeah, but nah, all of us weren't Moors, all of us weren't Moors, you're probably right. But here's the question to those people. Can they prove that their ancestors weren't? There you go. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, bro. No, I was just saying that you know, this is a great day in Moorish history. Yes, sir. Because 
Blue Pill can tell you that the conversation that we've had on many occasions had a lot to do with the day that our brothers in the temple get this work, Mm. the day that the brothers in the temple get this information that I was being exposed to. One of the brothers who I could give full credit for his expose, and I wish he would teach on a more, um, I wish he would be, you know, more, put more literature out, more work, and get more yes, information. The brother I said, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I credit oh, yeah. him brother. for a lot of, yeah, good in the early 2000, the, um, 2006 and seven, yes, he brought a lot of information. Brother, the came, who came before him that laid the foundation that no one gives any credit to is Hakeem Bay. You know Thanks. what I mean? He brought he right. brought an aspect of right. He brought this is pre internet. You feel me? This is That's pre. Right. This is before all of the Google and everything. This brother was bringing back. He was taking the Moorish story and expanding it to places that no one ever fathomed before. What he was doing, family, by expanding our consciousness and taking us into places that you were taught to fear, like Europe, yeah. that you were taught yes. to not go into at night, like Europe that you were taught mm. to look down upon, yet you worship the gods, yet you worship their goddesses, yet you worship their religion, yet you worship their culture, but you be starting like you're not, and you're lying. Europe, mm. when, we, when we went into Europe, we found out that the person who wrote the code in Europe, we found that the architect, the guy sitting on the bench trying to have an ice cream cone with the oracle was some Africans from West Africa, mainly, because there's a North African strain and there's other strains, but we're talking about the dynasty that came in there and cleaned up, okay? Right. Out of West Africa, the Orthodox, the, the blue-black Senegalese who came up mm. in Spain and was like, nah, y'all slipping. Y'all practicing homosexuality. Y'all laying mm. up with too many of these pink toes. It's pink, you know what I mean? Like, it's a recent key <laughs> heaven going on out here. It was popping, you know what I mean? Like, man, Mulatto's yeah. running up on them. They were like, this is not, you know what I'm saying? So they came and cleaned up. You see the golden era of the Moors taking place then. The impact of these people are still felt on that continent. Every single person that goes over there comes back and doesn't understand what it is. They just think that Europeans are nicer, or they just like me because, you know, I'm on people on MTV from around my way. It has nothing to do with that. It is so bigger than that. It has to do with the fact that their continent was not whitewashed. You cannot whitewash Europe the way that they came and whitewashed America. They came into America and attacked it. They came into America. The day that the Moors, the day that the traitor of the Moors, Mohammed X, Bob Dill, handed over the keys to Queen Isabella, King Ferdinand, a battle that Christopher Columbus was at. So in Game of the Thrones, when they hold siege on the towns and whatnot, imagine the Lannisters being at a siege and Christopher mm. Columbus is at the siege with the Lannisters when they topple the castle, cut all the heads off of the kings, parade them around, rape, rape the women, take down their flag, take down the, the, um, the, the crescent and the star, put the cross up there, then they mm. give the map, the money, and the marching orders to Christopher Columbus and a group of mercenaries to go ahead as a scout, writing your mm. journal, which you see, Write in your journal the latitude of fortitude. Tell us how many men are there. What kind of weapons do they have? Are they timid? Are they warlike? Because they're coming. These motherfuckers are hardened warriors. These are Germans. These are Gothic. These are these are the barbarians. These are the Neanderthal, the barbarians. These are the mm. 
cut you on a battlefield, cut your heart out right there, eat it. These niggas are wearing skin capes. They're they skinning you on a the battlefield. They're scalping you, all yep. kind of stuff. Yep. The dogs are Correct. eating people alive. They, they have war dogs that are like mixtures of Rottweilers and pit bulls. That shit comes out of these tribes. They came mm-hmm. into the Americas where we were on permanent vacation and committed Facts. a tsunami. The germ man, they are biological. They were, they were walking biological weapons. They were walking True. germs. True. It was walking germ warfare. Remember, they came into the provenance of, of our of our um, Caribbean islands in the Americas and committed uh, 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 they committed black plague. They committed a genocide without lifting a sword. Family, these are the same mm. people who didn't bathe. Imagine being in a crowded train with all Europeans that did not wash for six hundred days. Okay, mm. imagine being on the IRT, the four train. And all of the whole cars filled up with Europeans that didn't wash for a hundred days, mm. and, the, and, the, and the excrement that they were the the, the excrement was all on the seats and everything. This mm. when you read this book, I brought this book from Aunt. Shout out to Brother Aunt from the Army Squad. Me, him, and Doctor Maat was having a conversation today. This book mm-hmm. from Sisset Clement, the Medieval Upheaval: A Catalog of Bloody European Evils. This is Ella's book that I've read coming out of the conscious community in a very long time. Because she just mm. lays out, like, if, once you get this book, family, you will never lose a debate, a water cooler conversation. I mean, goddammit, it, if, if they, like, if the Uber picks you up late, you could squash them. I mean, there's information right here. You mm. mean you, they wouldn't allow Hillary to say that she got hot sauce on her bag, she couldn't get away with it? You, I mean, I just posted a mm-hmm. book um, relative to the that, that speaks to this very same topic. I've had this book in my collection for about ten years. I just posted it to you, to you all, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, please put it in in the in, in the chat room. Uh, the book is okay. by um, a European by the name of James Wasserman, out of New York. The book is called The Templars and the Assassins, and it speaks to the very same thing. And as a matter of fact, it speaks to you know, the order of Christ, right? Yeah. It speaks to the whole, you know, and, and other things that we could talk about in another, you know, on another show, you know, but it speaks to, you know, the whole, you know, Christian militarized order of Christ versus, you know, the Islamic chivalric orders, you know, the Islamic mm-hmm. military orders, you know, and it speaks to the very same thing that you just said, that we already know, you know, Stanley Lane Poole, Budget Meekin speak about it, about how when the Moors went into Spain, they introduced the common bath and underwear, you know what I mean? And and how, you know, it was considered, you know, during that time period with the European Christians, it was considered being closer to godliness to not bathe, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, to not bathe. Like, it was crazy. So, yes, sir, yeah, so, yeah, you can po- yeah, post that up in there. One of the things I wanted to say real quick, too, regarding what I just mentioned about those documents, those papal bulls, is this, you know, it shows a number of things. One, the, the, the direct connection. You can't even call it a connection. It's the same thing. The transatlantic slave trade is a continuation of the war against the Moors, period. And if it's a war against Moors, that means that, yeah, you had some Moors that were engaging in, in slave trade, even before the European. 
amongst themselves. But all a whole, but also too a whole bunch. Not every other African inhabitant or tribe did the same thing. But what you see here when we're talking about the transatlantic slave trade being a war against Moors, that means that they were at war, meaning they were fighting. We were at the Moors were on the front line against. The transatlantic can, slave trade. Can, can we do this? Because I think yeah. that when people hear us mention Moors, they think about a monolithic body of people that everyone is moving in the same direction, wow. with the same thoughts, wearing the same fast, eating the same things, Correct. speaking the same way. Can you explain to them the differentiations amongst the subsets? And you had Moriscos, you had, you oh, know. Oh, goodness. All even of these going different even, aspects. Even going you know into I mean? um yes sir, even going into you know, when the Moors went into Spain in seven eleven AD. Actually, according to Dr. Ben and a couple of other scholars, you know, that was a second going, you know, you know, you know, entering into, into Europe uh, with General Tariq Ibn Zaid in seven eleven AD. You know, after that, I think it was something like fifty some odd years later, you had the Umayyads that went in there afterwards. So that was a uh-huh. totally different group. Of Moors that went up into Spain, you know. Again, you know the term, and this, this gets back to the whole issue. You know, people are like, well, well, who are the Moors? Well, how can you connect yourself to the Moors? And they'll say the historical Moors versus the MSTFA or whatever, right? Um, the more the term more, you know. Remember, first, also too, let's clear this up, as you put it. It's not some monolithic singularity, you know, like oh, well, they're just one race. First of all, the term more does not identify race any more than the term Italian identifies race. See, part of the big problem with the detractors is that they, to, to, to get the point across to them, you first have to educate them on preliminary topics. They don't know what nationality is. There was no genetic testing 1,000 years ago. There was no genetic testing 400 years ago. They didn't identify by race. And that's just the bottom line. You got people today, because all they know is, is identification via color code, race, they think that they, they project that on people 300, 400, 500, 600 years ago. And that's just not what it was. You know, again, you know, the Moors were a group of people, you know, were a group of tribal affiliations in different times, and there is an ethno-specificity to them. The Prophet Noble Drali teaches us that the Moors were the ancient Moabites or descendants of the ancient Moabites. Now, that sounds real simplistic, and people, because they say, oh, well, it's in a religious book, that's just religious talk. That's just religious talk. Okay, well, when we talk with, you know, um, sociologists, anthropologists, expert on the topic, Dana Reynolds Marnici, what does she have to say about it? See, I'm going to read it to you, and then I'm going to post it to you so you can post it in the chat, right? This is what she had to say about it, what Dana Marnici said. I'm going to, re- I'm going to read the entire, the entire piece. This comes directly from her, okay, directly from her. It was in, a, in a, um, an interview, so to speak, from, um, you know, with her. Let me find it. Hold on. There it is. Okay. The question opposed to her. Shout out to our brother Way Ill, Deshaun Way Ill. The question was proposed to Dana Marnici. 
who in Africa, in other words, what tribes, what groups of people, claim to descend from Canaan? Claim to descend from Canaan. Now, the Prophet Noble Jirali taught us that the Moors are descendants of the ancient Moabites who are also the Canaanites and or descended from the Canaanites. So from Canaanites to Moabites to Moors. Hold on. This is what she had to say. The tribes are mainly those that I deem were Berbers or Bariberi, including those who came from Libya and settled in the pre-Christian period in Sudan. These include the formal noble classes of people like the Yoruba, the Kanuri, and the Hausa, like the um, Kanambari and the Kwarafa branch of the Yoruba. They also include the um, they also include especially the Zagawa, or better known in the West as the Songhai people, in the West as Azugos, the closely related Wangara, um, Janwara, and Malinke of Ghana, the Zaga, otherwise known as the Goron, are in the West called Wangara or Garoan, and in the North Jawara or the Jawara Berbers. Some of these people, like the Yoruba and Akan, appear to have mixed with the original Zagawa or Zagawe peoples, who were perhaps the same peoples as those known as the Agawa in Ethiopia. This is where the Ga and the Zaga came from, the East. Other groups include, now mind you, these are groups that she's saying from her research, the cutting-edge research on the topic, by the way, all relate to Canaan from their own words, not from Europeans, not from even Dana Marnici. This comes from field study with these groups. Let me continue. Other groups include the Tuareg groups, the Zanata groups of Berbers, including the Iforan, the son of Midian, Afrin, the son of Midian. Zagawa already was already mentioned. The Portuguese were still calling the veiled Tuareg Philistine as late as the 16th century. Mm. While they were called Zawa the Songhai, Morocco, and While they were called the Zagawa or the Songhai, Moroforos and Phoenicians. This is why even in the U.S., they and other West Africa are West Africans are referred to as Berbers. Tuareg also, according to Richmond Palmer, told colonialists. Listen, let me repeat this. Tuareg also, according to Richard Richmond Palmer, told colonialists they left Canaan several hundred years before Dol Karnin, um, a Himariite king living many hundred years ago in the east. The Somali and many of the tribes of Abyssinia also claim descent from Canaan. In talking about this, they mean the original Canaanite region of the Hebrew Old Testament in southwest Arabia. This is why they claim a descent from Al-Yaman, which was the word for the entirety of southern Arabia. I had planned to discuss the Canaanite origins of the Berbers again in part two of the Saracens posting, but a lot of it is already in the discussion of the Midianite origins of the Tuareg and other Africans. The name Midian is in the Hebrew Bible, another name for the Ishmaelite and Canaanite people whose smiths were called the Kenites. They are the smiths that still live among the Tuareg and Somali and still call themselves Hubir or Hebrew. 
I mean, you know, people can argue with what they, you know, I mean, you want to argue, you're not arguing with me. You're arguing with the source, and that particular source, among others, is an expert in her field. And she's a sister. They can't run that whole, oh, you got that from the European. Nah, she's a sister. So what she's saying, what she's saying is that when you hear the word more, we're talking about the same group of people. Just like today, okay, when you hear the word more, you can pretty much say that's synonymous with Moabite, synonymous with Canaanite, and synonymous with Berber. There you go. Now, I just listed, I just read the various tribes that she herself said from her own field study say themselves come from Moab and Canaan. So when the prophet said the, the Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites whom inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa, he didn't lie. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, when um, the brother asked Dana Marnici or told Dana Marnici or, or read Dana Marnici, Noble Dua Ali's words, she said, how was he able to acquire this information at such an early time? Because, hmm. because her information confirms what Noble Dua Ali said 100 years ago. Confirms it, but they're only, they were only able to get that information recently. She even went so far as to say he must have obtained it by, by um, esoteric means. <laughs> because, because, because she was just like, how, you weren't able to get that kind of information back then. Right. You know what I mean? You just weren't. You got an answer chamber, she said. Yeah. And so when I, even with our, with, with our people that would, that would say, well, hey, you know, this is pseudo. Okay, well, let's turn the tables and say, all right, what one group, what one group of African inhabitants stayed in one place and spoke one language for thousands of years? Name one. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's crazy and unreasonable. People have legs. They move around. There's migration. There's intermarriage. I mean, knock it off, man. So that means so when you say well 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 what language like linguistics is a fi- is the final is 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 the final authority on a history and culture of a people are you crazy? People got upset because I wouldn't answer that question. You're right. That which is understood need not be explained. If you're talking about the subject, it's presumed you know something about the subject. So if, if we're talking about tracing a people backwards through time. And you want to nail it down to one language in one one particular area of a landmass, then you're frozen in time, not me. How in the world are you going to trace yourself from past to present when you're stuck in one spot? Crazy, you know. So anyway, you know. Bottom line, I'm going to let me get back to the back to the topic as far as the transatlantic slave trade, and and I want to touch again on the whole piece about. Um, the historical Moors versus the Moorish science of America versus our people. First of all, it's our people. Knock it off. When you've seen us in the building with fezes on and turbans on, the only difference was the dress. We're the same people. Knock that off, man. Stop being like the European who somehow tries to mysteriously transport Egypt off the African continent. You all do the same thing with Morocco. You need to knock that nonsense off, man. But that being said, if We've, we just demonstrated that the transatlantic slave trade is Moorish history. 
plain and simple, because the beginnings of the transatlantic slave trade and the narratives set by those beginnings dictated how the transatlantic slave trade would take place and the treatment of the slaves all the way up until the present day. Let me all the way up until the present day, which is why when you mention epigenetics, a chill went up my spine. Because the because racism today, racism today is based on the very narratives established by those four documents. First of all, reduce these people to change them from being prisoners of war belonging to a political regency that's known the world over to a people nobody knows who the hell they are. What do you do? You get them out of their national identity. You get them out of their name. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. You change the name. They're no longer connected. A generation later, they don't know nothing. You see what I'm saying? And then you establish, then now you establish a set of social norms for these people. So all they know is that they're second rate. All they know is that they're the bottom of the barrel. That's all they know. And to the point where they begin to internalize it and accept it themselves and even find some pride in it. And that's where we find the majority of people in the conscious community today. They just look good losing. They're not looking for a win. They just want to look good losing. They want to talk real reckless and talk loud and crazy. And when you start to- you know what I'm saying? But when you start talking about solutions, they, they go back in the hole. Good losing. God Facts. Damn. Facts. They just want to look good losing. I thought I had a saying when I said that, you know, only thing that I see is well dressed cadavers. But uh, <laughs> look good yeah. losing? That's a t shirt. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. But what you have today with the treatment that we get today, the social and economic and political disenfranchisement that you see today. Oh, the, the, um, during the Christian, European Christian feudal times and during the Holy Roman Empire, they had a statement where if you were considered civilly dead, like incarcerated or you know, disenfranchised, basically. The Latin was vogel free, which meant free as a bird. Free as a bird meant you were outside of the law, and anybody could just straight kill you outright, and nothing would happen to them. Straight up. Flashback to Ferguson. Flashback to Baltimore. I mean, we don't need to go Flashback to right now with the Chinese officer. Once he got his, he probably wouldn't have to get his nationality right. He has community service for killing a Mm. boy, not the boy, for killing a young man, the more in the stairway yep. in East New York. So yes. no one wants to talk about civilian mortus. Hmm? Ain't that something, bro? They don't want civilian mortus. They don't want to talk about it. Everybody want to dance around that one. Nobody yep. wants to deal with that right there. Exactly. Right? Exactly. exactly. And I'm about to give them some definitions that they don't want to deal with. So if yes, you sir. can't get past these definitions, then you have to be able to really be honest with yourself. Nobody's telling you to act to be acquiesce to anything. No one is telling nope. you to bow down. No one is being nope. arrogant. No, We're just no. establishing levels. It has to be levels yeah. to this. So you have to we got if this is school, you have, you have to understand what a senior class is and then you gotta know what a sophomore I'm saying, and a junior class. Is. You gotta get past the, the psychology first and the brother identified it for what it is. Yes, if sir. you just want to okay. look good losing, you're not going to deal with those shits, all right? Nope. 
What do they do on timelines, online, offline? They act as if you ain't say what you just said. We don't get no responses. It ain't like they come back with rebuttals. They just ignore it altogether. Facts. It's just like, look at the comment section on those videos, on the debate. It's very Mm. minimal. Those Mm. people have, they they do not, they feel very uncomfortable in the loser position. You feel me? And that's, and and theoretically, that's all that they signed up for is to look good losing. But then they won't comment on that. That's it. They coined the phase pseudo, but they only want to talk about fiction. If you right. bring nonfiction into the conversation, I have nothing to say. Right. Whoop, whoop. Everybody mummies the word. Yeah, like, whoop, whoop. Exactly. It's crazy. Whoop. Which is one of the reasons of minor. Yeah. Right. One of the reasons, think about it. You know, all kinds of things were, you know, were said, you know, in the comments, this and the third. Ain't nobody, and I mean nobody, touched, no one touched what I said about black. And that was, the, that was a big part of my presentation. Let's talk about that for a second. You know, one of the top, you know, the, the, you know, the, the stipulations around one were um, present, you know, or, or prove Moorish American identity. My opponent had to prove or, or, or validate black identity or African-American identity. Of course, he never touched it. He never even spoke to it. Fine. People will say, well, you didn't speak to, you know, proving Moorish Americans. Well, first I quoted, you know, now they want to vilify the very master teachers that a day before loved to death and could do no wrong. But then when I started quoting them like a machine gun and it wasn't saying the things that they thought he would say, then it was, oh, well, you know, Dr. Ben's old man. Well, you know what, Dr. Ben, that's what he thought <laughs> then. Then he changed his mind. You know, all this other nonsense. But all I had to do to demonstrate Moorish, the reality of Moorish American identity is demonstrate the link between Moorish history and the transatlantic slave trade, which goes back to the whole historical Moors thing. We're descendants of the historical Moors, and you can't change a man's descent nature. An apple never becomes an orange. Like, knock it off. And I feel that, That's yeah, what my forefathers were. That's what I am today, without a doubt, a contradiction. It's just that simple. It, so, the, yeah. go ahead, bro. And I don't, don't want to okay. touch the wisdom. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, so, so if we can, that, that answers the question right there definitively. We can show you document, and, and the fear is the fact. Prior to us presenting these four papal bulls at the debate and even subsequent, none of these people knew it. And I know they didn't know it, and it's okay. There's a whole bunch of things that I don't know. But have the guts, have the scientific acumen. Let me say that again. Have the scientific intestinal fortitude to admit you don't know a thing. It's okay. There's a whole bunch of things I don't know. I don't know linguistics. But as I told mm-hmm. one brother, I don't got to know linguistics to trace culture and history. It helps, but it's not a requirement. You know what I mean? I just posted to you all to post in the chat, um, Doctor, you know, Professor um, Azir Ahmed's um, piece on the Atlantic slave trade, and I just read the first paragraph. He says it is ironic <laughs> that what started as a religious crusade ended up in the enslavement of a continent. I mean, mm. there you go. The cruel and inhuman Atlantic slave trade was a culmination 
of religious, political, and social developments in Western Europe and North Africa. The literature on this subject is vast and has been extensively analyzed both from European and African perspectives. Here we look at it through the prism of Muslim history, examining how the slave trade was influenced by events in North Africa and how it influenced Muslim societies in West Africa. He tells you flat out. I mean, you know, here, in this very same piece, the Encyclopedia of Islamic History, the Atlantic Slave Trade, this is the first, first sentence, first sentence. He says this, it is not commonly appreciated that the first target of slavery in West Africa were the Moors. A description mm. of the first raids has come down to us through the writings of the Portuguese writer Azarara. No. It, uh, the, the real question all of our people should be asking is why in the hell has this not been told? It's really it should be simple. 101. It should be one. It's, it's my, my be mama, 101. You know, shout, out, shout out to Taj Shariq Bey when he was talking to Reggie, and Reggie was talking about your, um, the Moors enslaved our people. And he said, Taj said, have you heard of Romanus Pontifex? He said, no. He said, are you familiar with dumb diverses? He said, no. He said, then don't talk to me about slavery. You don't know enough. Mm-hmm. You don't know enough. It's just that simple. You can't talk about it intelligently if you can't tell me its origins. And if you knew its origins, then Roman, I mean, then, then, then Morris history wouldn't even be a question. You would shut your mouth. But let's say it, because it, it needs to be said and deserves to be said, the ignorant masses, yes. right, which make up the viewership of some of yes. these channels. No yes. disrespect to the people on the channel who we know right. and we love, okay? Right. But the ignorant masses of them also don't know the history. So that exchange became, oh, Reggie had Charles Sharif backpedaling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> had him on the ropes. Right. Had him on the ropes. Charles <laughs> Sharif deserves an apology. Facts. The elders in the front the of this debate deserve an apology. Facts. The more science people of America deserve an apology. Facts. This whole hey. narrative, bro, and I'm telling you one thing. That's real. That's real. I'm telling you, one of the things we stand for and we're not having, and this is no threat or anything like that, you know, we're saying this out of love. You know, we love our people, and we're, and, and we're going to love them until they learn to love themselves. It's just that simple. So with that in mind, I'm going to say, in that vein, I'm going to make this statement. We're going to absolutely murder and slay this whole false narrative about the Moors being race traders and all that other nonsense. You know, every nation suffered slavery. We know one of the reasons why is because every nation engaged in it. How about that? Mm-hmm. Including us, we're gonna tell the truth on ourselves, good, bad, and ugly. You know, if we yep. can, so so that whole. Let me show you the the, the insanity. Let's show you the insanity, right? These people, oh, a lot of people in the conscious community. Well, the Moors enslaved African people. Wait a minute, the Moors aren't African people. Number one, two, what we just showed you, you're a descendant of those very same Moors. Okay, mm-hmm. unless you could somehow prove that you yourself 
were not wrapped up in the whole beef between the Moors and the Catholic Church. The church. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And remember, and remember, okay, we'll allow will allow the unlikely possibility that you could demonstrate that your ancestors were not Moors. You were on Moorish-held dominions when they got snatched. You got caught slipping. You got caught because you matter. was already you was living off of the spoils of the empire. Yes. You were benefiting off of the reign of the empire, of being aligned and affiliated with the empire, not the Moorish land, not the na- no more in European definitions like Wikipedia terms, meaning land, more land, like our last name. Right. No, right. the whole land was more land, not just that little spot in, in England that they be trying to show you on Wikipedia. No, not Thank just you, not just that. It's more. The land is more land, so more land. So everywhere. Let me speak to that. that let me speak to that too, bro. Let me speak to that Please too. Do. Again, once Please. again, it's having enough. You know, if we're gonna if we're gonna be scholarly, we don't have to be scholars to be scholarly. And scholar scholarly means just you know know your craft and 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 exercise due diligence. You can't look yes. at foreign times with modern eyes. You have to have a snapshot of what the world looked like and behaved like back then to get an accurate account of what's of a particular event. You have to. Egypt of today is a mere neighborhood compared to what it was a thousand years ago. One of the reasons is this. The the, the area that you would call Egypt proper or Kemet proper was an empire. You like like Prophet Noble Drali teaches us chapter forty seven of our Quran. He says Egypt, the capital empire of the dominion of Africa. Well, we don't we don't live in an era where there's empires and dominions. That era went out with Theodore Roosevelt when he smashed the Ottoman Empire at the turn of the century. Right. It wasn't mm-hmm. that long ago that empires and things went out. It wasn't that long ago. Yes, it was now. Not it, the, yeah, exactly. It, exactly. So so right. So now we have to look at. So so now what we have to do to really get an accurate look at these things is we got to know the difference between kingdoms, empires, and dominions. So, yeah, you have a lot of the detractors. Well, Morocco was only a part of North Africa. Okay, well, the empire was seated there. That was Morocco proper in North Africa. But what about the dominions that it politically or economically or militarily controlled? Same thing with Egypt. Same thing with ancient Kemet. You see what I'm saying? Uh, But I'm going to break it down for everybody so they can understand it. Here we go. Albany, the capital empire of the Dominion of New York. <laughs> are we talking about people? We are not talking about people. We're talking about a political entity and the control mm-hmm. over territories that that political entity has. Now, the right. seat in Albany can change. And here's where George G.M. James comes in. Because at the time period, in the earlier time period, the Canaanites and the Moabites asked for permission to settle in the western regions of Egyptian dominion. They asked the pharaohs for permission. Bottom line. Where can we verify it? Look at the Armana letters. Other places as well. But anyway, continue. In later years, these people formed kingdoms. And, as we know from G.M. James and other researchers and Dr. Ben, 
right? When the when the when the when the, when the, the comedic people, right, got driven out, got conquered by the Romans, by the Greeks, by others, right? Where did they go? They went into North Africa. They went into Asia Minor. They went into what's now called Arabia. That's where they went and shared their culture with the people already there. This happened on a number of occasions. And so in later years, who became the ruler over African dominions? The Moors, the Moroccan Empire. There you go. There's your, there's your basic lesson in political geography. <laughs> there you go. Man, we, we just want to know when you're coming out with the book. Yeah, bro. Hey, no doubt. We're, we're actually in the process of putting together a, um, a webinar. So we want to get it out quick. A lot of the stuff we want to get out quick and fast, bro. So we're putting together a webinar that's going to have detailed information about the Papal Bull and other Christian doc. you know, these four Papal Bulls and other Christian documents. Right. I mean, that's where you think about it. You know, these are the people I mean, involved in the situation. Yes. We want to know what they had to say about it. Go ahead, bro. Webinar is cool. Yes, sir. But uh, I really think that you need to compile. Yes, sir. You know, a, a body of work, a, a, you know, a book. Yes, sir. And yes, the webinar could promote the book as well, but people need something tangible to take a walk around with, flip mm-hmm. pages and, and, and make references to and hand down yes. to their children as a study guide. You know what I'm saying? Fact. Um, That's fact. That's this, fact. This is what, the, you know, the, this is what the people need. They, they just voicing what the people need, and there's an interest, there's an intrigue into uh, Moorish history that there's a very wide gap. So mm-hmm. if you're able to pull these pieces together yeah. and, bri- and bridge it for them, I think that, um, you know, this is something you, historic. Bro, I tell you, bro, we're going to do just that. I know a number of my comrades at Ali's men are listening on the door online right now. And um, also, too, shout out to uh, my brother, True Islam, Dr. Wesley Muhammad, you know, and the Ali's Absolutely. Men board, he, he, just, he just dropped a, 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 a ridiculous bomb relative to um, the topic, actually, relative to the topic. And um, he's been at me, too, about, about, about writing as well, you know, so. Yes. You, you're, you're right, bro. You're right. You, you're right. I cannot disagree. Yeah. We need, we, we, you know, we need to put it out in print form. Because of Dr. Wesley and his books, Afrabia, and a lot of yes. other terms that he's coined, you know, he has helped bridge, you know what I'm saying, an understanding that wasn't there as well. Fact. But if we look at Arabia, we see black Arabia, quote-unquote, for lack of a better term, but, you know, that brother's been instrumental with um, mm-hmm. providing the missing pieces, and, and that comes by way of his work. That's so right. that, you know, the literary work is important, and it's really what's missing. You know, mm-hmm. that's right. So Matter of fact, I'm, with, I'm with the notes that you have compiled, yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? With the steam and momentum that you've gained, yes, you make it happen, bro. No doubt. I just um, shot you. You guys can put this in, you know, in the chat if you like. I just shot you um, some key quotes from our brother, Dr. Wesley Muhammad, in his piece that the Black Arabian origins. Yeah, I said the word black. <laughs> the Black Arabian <laughs> origins of the Aruba, you know, uh, yeah, the Black Arabian origins of the Aruba by, by you know, 
Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. And he wrote this back in 2013. Shout out to my brother Wesley Muhammad. Yes, sir. Red, are you getting the the texts from him? Because my messenger, I don't think it's active when I'm on the phone. Yeah, I'm getting them. I'm going to post them in the chat. This is what I wanted to know. Um, This is what I wanted to know, Brother Farid. You mentioned Wesley Muhammad's name. Uh, There were conversations that we had prior to the the buildup of the debate with I am the Liberator. I sat down with other Moors from other different backgrounds who are very active, both on the private and public side. And they shared the sentiments that they're ready to come and sit together and do some work finally and, you know, Mm. ready for that day when we move in a direction where this information is going to be told in the form of a documentary because there are Mm. multiple templates that are out there. We're going to come together and commit to a financial solution as a nation who have a purpose that we all can identify with, um, principles that we all follow. And um, I feel that the time, especially this summer, the atmosphere, the, um, shoot, the the temperature, the climate, the political Mm -hmm. climate, and even Mm -hmm. the uh, technology to be around, to, to, to be in the presence of millions or hundreds of thousands of the people who really want to make change happen. So you yes. start the conversation that people want to continue having in a more cohesive manner. Believe me, yes. you got RBG, Kemet, you know what I'm saying, Black Power, uh, Hebrew Israelites, Rastafari, yes. Naya Bingi, Moors, everybody, it doesn't matter what they, what, what they identify with. We don't ever want the people to ever think or misunderstand and misappropriate, you know, what the relationships are. We build with people right. from all different schools. There's no beef, no drama. Is even at the debate, there was nothing ever, you know. No one was, no one was confused in there. They knew that it was intellectual. It was a mental. It was a, a battle of theology, wit, talent, intelligence, yes. ideologies. It was a performance for those who say that they didn't come to perform. They are um, in error of the tenets of what a debate, these modern-day debates are. That's almost saying That's I went to a, a Floyd Mayweather um, uh, fight, and I did not want to dance. Family, listen, <laughs> I, didn't, I was not there to dance. What do you mean you were tagging me up? But I said that Dan comes there to dance. He likes to dance. I'm not into dancing. You know what I do, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I box. I jazz. No. <laughs> the brother came with his suit. He came to de- you know what I'm saying? He, yo, right. You could have came with the belt on. You could have came like Daniel, son. <laughs> I mean, you could have like, had something for the Hebrew Israelites, custom made. You could have came with spikes and everything. But it was it was scimitar tendencies were high that day. No scimitar came out. You know what I mean? It was, you know, we kept it. Everybody was in alignment. They were in uniform. I want to send a thank you note to all of the brothers that were involved in this whole thing because they did something that a lot of people were not able to do, not even the Moors, and that was to bring them together. Okay. Mm. All right. Okay. Mm. Okay. Oh, bro. I just um, I just posted, I just posted for you all to post in the chat one of our one of our authors with Ali's men who has a catalog of books. 
He has a catalog of books. And that's actually my grand sheik, Brother A. Hopkins Bay, grand sheik of Temple Number 11, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, so, I, yeah, I just posted it in the chat, you know, or posted that to you so you can put that in the chat. Also, another one of our brothers, Ali's men, he's with Temple 19 in Atlanta, uh, Brother Hayward yeah. Renisi is from Temple 19. He also has a catalog of books as well. As a matter of fact, one of his books actually deals with um, Romanus Pontifex and Dumb Diversus. Exactly. Yeah, it's called what we it's called what will you do with your freedom? As a matter of fact, I'm gonna exactly. find it and I'll I'll post that to you as well. I'll post that to you as well. That, that is why the age that we're living in is called the yep. age of the entrepreneur. This is the age of um strategic partnerships. Yes. yes. Cooperative economics, collaborations and hmm. mergers and acquisitions. So we as a nation have to recognize that we are part of a community, part of an industry. Not only are we part of the industry, we are actually part of a nation now. We have our own researchers. We have our own literature. We have our own circle of, uh, we have our own culture. We have brands that we can identify with. It is time to do conventions. It is time to pick up where the prophet left off and take it to, we got to, we got to go all the way up with this. We got to do what Farrakhan and the brothers are doing. We need to start doing initiatives and going from state to state, registering our people, getting our numbers, identifying, yep. doing everything that the prophet said to do in this electrified yes. age, and yes. to give the people an idea in plain terms about what it is that we're talking about. Real briefly, I want to give them four definitions because this is yes. for the layman. This is for the neophyte, but this is also for the adept. Because people don't mm. get it. So I'm going to give you plain definitions of these terms. Then we're going to ask you, without emotions, what do you want to do about it? Because there's a group amongst us that have solutions that can deal yes. with this. So the first yes. term is color, colored. By common usage in America, this term, in such phrases as colored person, the colored mm. race, colored mm. men, and the like is used to designate Negroes or persons of the African race, including all persons of mixed blood descended from Negro ancestry. Collins versus Oklahoma State Hospital, 76, Oklahoma, 229184, page 946, 949. All right. Hold on. I got, I got, I'm just getting warmed up. Where a state constitution provided for separate schools for the white and colored races, the term white race was held to be limited to the Caucasian race, and the term colored races to embrace all other races. Rice versus Gong Lum, 139 Mississippi. It had also been held that there is no legal technical significance to the phrase colored person, which the courts are bound judicially to know. Posca versus Doss. 31 Tech 74, that is P-A-S-K-A versus D-A-U-S. It has also been held that there is no legal technical signification to the phrase colored person, which the courts are bound judicially to know. So if you kill someone on a staircase and they identified under that term of colored person, the courts are not judicially bound to levy a sentence on a person who even got convicted of manslaughter. You, you understand? Mm. Which has a mandatory jail sentence. 
the term color, an appearance, semblance, listen, an appearance, semblance, or simulacrum, S-I-M-U-L-A-C-R-U-M, that's Latin, as distinguished from that which is real. I'm going to go back. Slow it down. I dissed you. Color. An appearance. Semblance. Or similar crumb. As distinguished from that which is real. A prima facie. Or apparent right. Hence. A deceptive appearance. A plausible assumed exterior. Concealing a lack of reality. A disguise or pretext. Railroad Company versus all three, 64 Iowa 500-200 Northwest 779. Brow- Broughton versus Haywood, 61 North Carolina 383. All right, I'm going to go back. No, I'm going to just move forward. We could just rewind this because there's, there's some more terms that we got to touch on. Civilitary Mortuse, civilly ah. dead, dead in the view of the law. The condition yep. of one who has lost his civil rights and capacities in his accounted dead law. Rassar That's right. versus Rassar, or R-A-S-O-R versus R-A-S-O-R 173 S.C.365, 175 S.E.545. All right? Mm. That's right, bro. That's right. I, Let me touch fact, on one more. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, Ethan. Let's touch on minor. Mm. An infant, okay, so everybody that voted today as a minor and identifies themselves as minors and allows Europeans like their bosses and their teachers and everybody else to refer to them as such, this is the definition that they know. They assume that you know because ignorance of law is not an excuse. This is how they look at you, not in the definition that you were taught from Webster. This is a deeper. We got to go further back. Minor, an infant or person who is under the age of legal competence, one under <clears throat> 21, a term derived from the civil law which described a person under a certain age as less than so many years. Minor, vigente. Kinke Anis, one less than 25 years of age. Also, less of less consideration. Lower, a person of inferior condition. That's what a minor is. Wardship. In military tenures, the right of the Lord to have custody as guardian of the body and lands of the infant heir without any account of profits until he was 21 or she 16. In Sochis, the guardian was accountable for profits, and he was not the Lord, but the nearest relative to whom the inheritance could not descend. And the wardship ceased at 14. In copyholds, the Lord was the guardian, but was perhaps accountable for profits. Warden, a guardian, a keeper. This is the name given to various um, officers. Status, standing, state, or condition. Reynolds versus Pennsylvania Oil Company, 150 CAL, C29. The legal relation of individual to rest of community. The rights, duties, capacities, and incapacities which determine a person to a given class. A legal personal relationship not temporary in its nature nor terminable at the mere will of the parties which with third persons or the state are concerned. While terms applies, relation is not a mere relation. 
It also means a state because it signifies the condition or circumstances in which one stands with regard to his property. In the yearbooks, it was used in this sense. Two pole in M-A-I-T-L, history, E-L-11. God damn it. Okay, let me just go ahead and bomb myself because God damn <laughs> Yo. Bro, that was crazy. Listen, yeah. um, I posted something. I posted something up, right? I'm going to read it. But you feel free to post this in the uh, chat. This came from my elder brother, an elder and a powerful brother in the Moorish movement in the Moorish Science Temple of America, Brother T. Irons Ill, Grand Chica Temple Number no. 5, St. Louis, Missouri. It was an inquiry to the Office of the Secretary of State about African American, about counting African American as a nationality. Mm. Right? This is what yeah. the letter says of September 12, 2001. You know, it was, and it was written to um, Demore from the Missouri State Archives, right? It says, Dear Mr. Moore, the United States Constitution does not designate African-American ethnicity as a nationality. We are not aware of any organizations, agencies, or representatives that you could contact in regards to this question. We would suggest that you obtain a copy of the Constitution and examine it yourself. For more information, you may also want to obtain books on immigration, such as the book entitled American Immigration by Maldwin Allen Jones. Perhaps these secondary sources would shed some additional light on your question. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. There you go. I want to give props to my brother Chief Achille out of Chicago. He's the one who provided me that information that I shared with the family brother is another more who is ready to come and sit at the table and bring solutions to the table, remedies, demonstrations, yeah. receipts. Because I got, yes, I, I, these brothers got receipts. Yes, sir. Yes, like, sir. Real quick, brother, I got, because I got I got I got a mm-hmm. I got to get off, but I want to say this in closing, brothers. What you said earlier about coming together, you know, you, I mean, as per the end of the, the, the debate, you already know what we're all about. You know, as to the second round of the debate, what we presented, you know, we're about that work, not about talking and not about yelling and screaming, but we would, we're working, laboring daily to improve the conditions of our people, regardless if they got a fez or a turban on their head or not. Now, that being said, the prophet said that our greatest issue is economic slavery. In other words, if you ain't getting no money, and I don't mean <laughs> individuals here and there. At the expense yeah. of their brothers and sisters. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about an economy. When we say get money, we're talking about development of an economy. If yeah. you ain't getting money, you ain't got no power. Whether you want to call it black power, whether you want to call it Moorish power, whether you want to call it kinetic power, you ain't getting no money, you ain't got no power. It's just no yeah. simple. And, and what we have to do, like, you know, we talked about, you know, um, some of our brothers that have these incredible, Claude Anderson, incredible, you know, financial, you know, plans. It don't work without love and trust. It doesn't work without love and trust. You know, it just does not. So, brother, I go, I'm going on a record to say 
we'll definitely aid and assist as Ali's men, whatever we can to put in a brick and mortar spot, you know, you know, location for commerce well, I in just, New York. Indeed. I just we'll, dropped we'll in the chat room family. Yeah, I just dropped a link in the chat fam uh for the crowdfunding. I launched it on the show tonight, you know, in, in Morris fashion. Uh right in the midst of the energy because this is currency. So the way That's to right. make something move in an electrified manner is that you tap into a current and now what better time than the moment where we're going in and raising the banner, waving the banner, telling you, showing you and demonstrating family that these brothers are not just Ali's men in name, not just know right. the ledge in name, not just twin right. pillars in name, but in action right. and indeed waving the flag, not for the Morris Science Temple of America, waving the flag for the truth as That's it right, needs bro. to be given to the people, whether uncomfortable or comfortable, feel good or hard pills to swallow. It doesn't matter as long as the family is able to get information that will help them in their path to enlightenment, path of growth and development, dealing with their character flaws, dealing with their core issues, dealing with their healing from trauma. That's what we're mm. here to do. It's, it's called uplifting fallen humanity. The Moors right, who have not been representing the, 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 the covenant, who have not been representing, the, you know, all of the pillars, they need to, you know, begin to sit back, you know what I'm saying, and figure out what it is that they're going to contribute, not to themselves, not to their group, not to their, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, tight circle of, you know what I mean, jackals and mm-hmm. hyenas, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. who like to just bite at everything. No. Right. What are you contributing to the movement and to the whole on place where it matters the most, and that's on front page. That's right. Yes, bro. we have we, we all do many things on the clandestine. And yes, we're not saying that everybody has to do such, but what the world acts is asking for is demonstrations. Demonstrations Facts. of a unified principle. They don't want to see this one group doing things more than the other group because like I said before, platforms are here. Platforms mm-hmm. are the the rise of the platforms are actually going to utilize the organizations and push them to a place where they need to be. You dig what I'm saying? And it's not a one man it's not a one man thing. As you saw in the room that you came into, or when you came to the Harry thing, or when you came to other events. It just so happened that the the title of the events were you know, it may have some contention involved in them, but when you get behind your brothers and when you get behind other promoters or when you come together collectively, because remember you could do the same thing. You put together an event, the people gonna come out. For sure. So all love. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All love, bro. And but again, if we ain't getting no money, and I mean collectively getting money as in we build an economy and we circulate the dollar amongst ourselves, you know how it is. You know, I mean you mentioned uh-huh. something about currency, you know, and, and, and see this <laughs> show you something deep with a lot of the so called non religious people, right? Currency is a spirit. It ain't spooky. It's a spirit. I'm sorry, well let me take that back. Money is a spirit. Currency yes. is the mode of exchange or the body that 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 that, that spirit is conveyed through. The byproduct manifestation. Correct. It's the means of exchange. It is the it is the it is the transmitting you you know what I mean? So you've got social capital, 
political capital, financial capital. And you can turn social and political capital, as you're talking about now, we're waving the flag, waving the banner, that's social and political capital. We can turn it into currency. We can turn it into dollars, turn it into ferns, fiat, whatever you want to call it, you know? And the word became flesh. You know what I'm saying? But it, but it, but it, but it doesn't go the other way around. It starts with the social and political capital. You know, you capture the minds and the hearts of the people. And then their labor and their trust turn into money. Brother, man, indeed. I just want to say that, indeed, the initiative that we're putting together on this platform, yes, on Know yes, the Ledge, uh, with the assistance of Cheyenne the Liberator, with the assistance of uh, Red in the Blue, and we have a few other people, Michael Singleton, and some other mm. brilliant architects that are helping us put together this monumental initiative with a membership of 30,000 to actually make history in real time. I need to mm. sit down with you. We need to have a long, yeah, we need to have uh, a, a very, you know, extensive conversation because we have an applicable formula that we are tweaking every day and it's getting better and bigger and, you know, just tighter, and this mm. is something that the family needs. They've been asking for it. Who, not but us, to introduce a solution to a to a problem that we're very familiar with. You That's know, right. I'm very familiar with lack. I'm very familiar with not having the resources that I need in order to accomplish. I'm very familiar with not being supported. I'm very familiar to, with a lot of things that would actually stop a movement or break somebody down, or the excuses that so many people use to not do something. But guess what? Mm. That actually made me and Blue Pill stronger. That actually right. made us really know that we're God because we were able to guard. We were guarding. We were able to create history. It's a verb, yes. With action, with work. That's the real currency. It's the energy, family. It's the movement. It's what you put in. It's your deeds. It has nothing to do with the surface. It doesn't have anything to do with your car, your chain, your jewelry, you know what I'm saying, your bank account, how much your budget is, how much somebody is. No. Mm. It's following the, the, the lessons that was left by the masters mm. and applying mm. them in these days and times when this is very easy to do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, you know sir. what I mean? Because it should be easy to want to live. That's right. That's Too many right. people are taking the other way out, and that's simply just what this is. I don't care about what you're praying to, what gang you represent, how much you make, where you work. Too many people are taking the easy way out of dying when their time is not, uh, uh, you know, dying prematurely with no purpose, contributing nothing to humanity or to uplifting mm. fallen humanity, actually pulling it down. So all we're saying is that there's a bevy of information out there from all different schools, but those amongst us are wise enough to know that you have to, in this age of information, in this era where organizations and platforms are intricately different because platforms don't have boundaries the same way the organizations do. Organizations are structured. They're telling you this, there's, uh, you know, things that you can't study, places that you can't go, can't talk about, things that you can't build on, um, 
there's rank and all kind of other things. But on the platforms, they're more wider. Like Note Alleged, this is a huge platform in terms of the width. You know, we practice the long tail when it comes to this information and consciousness because we know that it's ever-expanding. And by doing such, now we know that there is a viable nation that is amongst us. By not closing the doors, we didn't close ourselves out. Now it's like, yo, bro, I'm coming home on the train from the studio, 4 a.m. Me and a brother I just did a song with, they're doing construction in a train station. The brother comes on with the reflector jacket on. Young brother, construction hood, pull Yo, red or the blue? Which one of y'all? Sit down with us and has a 40-minute a, a talk. And the brother's Please. mind was all the way upstairs. We belong to the invisible university, brother. We belong to a invisible, we belong to a fraternal order of men and women on the unseen. But they see mm. us and they are activated. I'm telling yo. There's certain things that I can't even say, but you already know that consciousness sure. doesn't care about your job occupation. It doesn't care about, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't even care about your the, the, the skin that you're wearing. Nope. It will make itself known to everyone. That's right. That's right, brother. That's a fact. That's a fact. Well, listen, I appreciate you, brothers. I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta get moving. But I appreciate you, brothers. Once again, I appreciate the opportunity demonstrate with you all on the airwaves. I appreciate your audience. Um, I appreciate um, I appreciate your, so, you know, you, you know, you all have heart of soldiers. You know what I mean? And you got to salute that. You know, please keep doing what you're doing. And as far as, I'm giving you my word right now, brother, as far as putting something on the ground where people can walk in with a storefront, we're with that. We're with aiding and assisting to make that happen. Well, it's right in front of us. I'm gonna put the video up with Rich. We took, we did a video inside of there today with the light, with the beam, and everything, so you can see it all. But it's 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 everything that we know what it's gonna be. And the beautiful part about it is that we don't die, we multiply. So this is just a template of what we want to do around America. We need storefronts, not just for KTL, just for the. We, this is a industry. Remember, this is an industry. We are building our kingdom back. The best way to build your kingdom is from within. So we are actually doing that in today's family. I mean, like, you can Airbnb a castle if you really want to to have the experience. But we're moving in a direction that was prophesied. We're moving in a good direction. I salute you, brother. This is just the beginning of many conversations. Tell your brothers and comrades that we said Islam, salute. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You know, know, like we said, support the soldiers that are out there on the front lines doing the work. We don't ask for handouts, but we are initiating projects, right, as grown men should do who want to leave behind legacies, not for themselves, but for the collective. Everything that we do is a part of the cooperative, the collective, and the share economy. We share with the family. It's the free economy. Everything is for free, the information and all of that. Cooperative, we cooperate with all of the different entities and the brands are showing you unity, diplomacy, and statementship in real time. I don't have, you know what I mean? You could refer to the books as a reference point, but there's nothing like a living example. That's right. That's right, bro. That's correct. 
right, big brothers. Actually, I'm, I'm signing off right now. Um, the the um, your uh, GoFundMe campaign is in about three seconds is going to be in our group. So that's going to be shared with 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 about about six hundred people, like immediately. Indeed, brother. We salute you. Thank you for taking the time and sharing your life. No doubt, bro. Peace. Salute. Peace. Yes, indeed. Red, we have uh, have hands up. We have callers. Bro, man, are you there? Okay, I don't know what happened. Maybe his line got disconnected for a second as well, or he might have clicked over. Nonetheless, uh, if you are in the call queue, of course, you're on the phone, so you know our brother is no longer with us. But if you still have questions for either me or Red, please keep your hands up. And when he comes back on, we will open up the line and commence with Q&A. And then um, I'm sure, you know what I'm saying, that the show will conclude shortly thereafter. There is a concert that is descending on New York this Friday. It's called Hip Hop is Green. It features our sister in Rock and our brother, Soul Messiah. There are other participants as well. I believe Stickman and Dead Prez is going to be performing. I think this is going to be at Mist in Harlem, right on 116th Street. Uh, I'm not quite sure what time it starts, maybe 7 p.m., something of that nature. You might want to look online, and they're also going to have a panel discussion, meet and greet at the Schomburg on Thursday. This is an earlier ticket. It's about 11 a.m., and they want uh, they want some bread at the door. You might want to look it up as well. I think they want $75 for that symposium, all right? Uh, John Sally, um, Styles P, who I got a chance to link with over the weekend at a vegan expo. He's going to be on the panel. Uh, the sister, Lauren Vanderpool, we've had on the show before. She's a vegan chef that was cooking up in the White House for Michelle Obama. She's the one who put Venus, Venus uh, Serena Williams on her vegan diet. She cooks for Carmen. You know, she rocked with Savy for a minute, so she's going to be on the program. Uh, a few other people, you know what I'm saying? But look it up. Hip-Hop is Green. Uh, that's going to be Thursday and Friday in the city. I got something real special on Saturday, but I can't speak on it. Um, I thought I could share it, but I can't. It's supposed to be a surprise. I'm still weighing whether or not I'm doing the Law 44 seminar or webinar on Friday on the 22nd. I just got a whole cache of new information, and it's sending me back into the lab. I got way, I'm weighing over my head. I got too much, I got an eight-hour lecture on my hand, and I don't know if I got an eight-hour block of time where I could put it aside and do it right now. So please just um, bear with me on that. And take note to all of the things that are taking place around the world dealing with Mother Nature, you know what I'm saying, and the changes that she's going through, simultaneous volcanoes, earthquakes, flooding, you know, 
all of these things that we normally see during this time of the changing seasons, you know what I'm saying? She's cracking it wide open right now. She's definitely relaying a message. There's something taking place, and it's monumental. We're talking about simultaneous uh, three or four major volcanic eruptions. You know, I think they said something like, let me look this up so I could be concise with my assessment as to what's taking place that's not being reported. Give me one second. Let me pull it up. This is crazy. Oh, okay. I can't get on that part of my, um, I can't get on that part of my page. But, again, I don't have the numbers of the figures in front of me. Look it up, though. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely want to look up these figures. You want to look up everything 